I bet Carl Ur- Urban would snuggle the shit out of me. gentlemen welcome to the film find the greatest movie podcast ever assuming you've never listened to a movie podcast before i am your host adam portress and i'm back as always with matt smith how's it going buddy doing all right brother oh let me tell you folks boy have we got it in for you today you know there are a lot of times in you know kind of early parts of the year january february where you know movies slow down Let's be honest. I mean, and I've said it many a time, January through uh, usually about March is where bad movies tend to go to die. And, um, you know, a lot of podcasts would be, you know, easily swayed, take some time off, maybe review a little something else. But you know what? Not here at the Film Find. No, no. We've been gone for so long, we have to make up for lost time. So we are going to review cruddy movies just for you folks to really find out what, if you have to go out to the movies, what to maybe see if, I don't know, maybe you're drunk or something. I don't know what you do on the weekends. That's your business. (laughs) But (laughs) if you need to do something like that, if you have to go out for some weird reason, what amongst the crap movies out there do you have to pick from? So we're going to be talking about a slew of them. I'm going to offer, actually, in my What You've Been Watching in just a moment, uh three options for actually pretty good movies mm. that you should go and watch. Okay, we'll see. None of them are our main reviews. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to be talking about a whole bunch of stuff, bad movies that I saw last week. Uh, you know, kind of, it's, I finally took the Black Hat Challenge. Woo. Is it as good as Mordecai? <laughs> we don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I still haven't formed an opinion yet. I got to write it down. Um, so yeah, that's that we're going to be talking about. Uh, we'll, we'll get into the what you've been watching segment. We got two new release reviews for you this week. Um, uh, I don't know what they did at the box office because frankly, I haven't had a chance to look at things. Uh, but uh, this week, probably pretty, probably not so well. Maybe it's not one, a big week, right? maybe one did um, okay. I guess I don't know. I beats the hell out of me. I really, I'm just I mean, it's total conjecture. You know, American on my part. Sniper was number one, and then Paddington, and then uh, Project Almanac was third. Okay. Uh, Black a... or White opened in fourth, and then uh, Boy Come Next on. Door was in fifth. Come on, America! Black or White? Seriously? <sighs> Heavens. Anyways. I wonder how many of those people just thought they were seeing a Michael Jackson documentary. <laughs> it could, should it would have been better, I'm sure. I haven't seen it, but I'm going to oh, go out on oh a limb. Shit, the Loft made the top ten at number ten with uh, two point eight million. Okay, so yeah, two of our new release films were in the top ten, so that counts. Uh, so we're going to be reviewing the Loft today, and then we're going to follow it up with Project Almanac. Those are going to be our two re- new release reviews of this week. And so, I mean, I've seen a lot of stuff, and I challenged Matt to earlier in the sh- earlier before we started <laughs> to guess what order I would have all the movies that I saw this weekend and he's we're going to put that prediction at the end we're going to see if that matches up at the end of this so uh, so let's get into it Matt you have good movies I hear oh yeah <laughs> drop some good movies um, on us. so I went this uh, past week to see this movie Killers uh, which uh, IMDB really wanted to tell me was this movie from 2010 with Ashton Kutcher and uh What's her name? Heigl. Yeah, uh, yeah. Anyway, it's not that movie. This movie, uh, Killers, is from the production uh, production company behind The Raid and The Raid 2. Um, 
And basically what it's about is um, uh, this Japanese um, serial killer uploads videos to a secret website of his kills, right? Um, and accidentally kind of triggers a journalist who lives in Jakarta in Indonesia um, into uh, opening up his dark side, if you will. And they begin to connect over the internet. Um, and the Japanese serial killer kind of keeps egging him on to keep killing and, and get better at it. Um, it's a really complicated morality tale, uh, is what it boils down to. Uh, the relationship between these guys, the obsession with killing, um, the base human instinct and emotionality that goes along with the act of killing. Uh, and it was really good. It's a little long. Um, it clocks in at just over two hours, about two hours and 13 minutes or so. Um, but it was uh, really unpredictable. I had no idea where this movie was going, and I don't want to spoil it for anyone, but this movie's great. So uh, mm. if you like things like the Korean flick from a couple years back, I Saw the Devil, or you're a fan of the Raid movies, it's not a straight-up action movie like the Raid, but it's handled uh, within this kind of serial killer um, thriller genre with the same kind of expert touch that mm. those films had as martial arts movies. Um, so Killers gets a huge, huge, huge uh, thumbs up. Go see it. What's what's, what's the, is it is it out in like limited release or something right now? It's in limited it... release. Uh, you can also get it on Amazon and iTunes. Okay. Um, I was fortunate enough to be able to see it the last night that it was here. I found out it was here like two days before it was leaving our little indie theater. And uh, I happened to catch it, and it was great. I was one of two people in the auditorium. The raid's and good. I, th- I think when I saw how, uh, I saw the devil, I think it had been too hyped because I'd like I got to it and I was just like, I mean, it's like I'm like it's okay, but I didn't see what everybody was up, you know, up in arms about and how good it was. But yeah, I think it was. I think I was. I think somebody. I think people just hyped it too much. I think it was probably a victim of that because that movie is really good, actually. Yeah, I, th- uh, I think I'd got on it a little bit later than everybody else, but I'd heard so many good things about it. I'm just like, eh, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't, I don't know what everybody was well, looking I think, at. I think for the, I think for that movie too, part of it, like the big comparison everybody was making was like, oh, old boy, right? Well, of course, um, obviously, that's an easy and, one to make. And it really wasn't like that at all. Um, and so I think that threw off a few people, uh, and and that's why I make a big point of saying like, Killers is not like The Raid. Yeah. Uh, it is its own beast. Uh, it is much more a serial killer um, thriller than it is an action movie, but it is really good and uh, kind of fucked up. Hmm. Um, so another movie that I got to see this week, um, which is not in re- in limited release, it's kind of just on the festival circuit, but uh, will be available soon, I have no doubt, because it's a very small movie. Um, I saw it at the Atlanta Jewish Film Festival, which is currently ongoing. Um, it's a small movie called You Must Be Joking, uh, which is about a 20-something New Yorker um, who is stuck in a shitty job uh, working for a law firm. She wants to uh, and ends up taking classes at a like improv school um, and finds out that she's actually quite good at it. Um, it's a little... Uh, I mean, it's a really funny movie, but it's also kind of a dramedy. Um, but it has, uh, like, Hannibal Burris is in it, uh, plays uh, one of her office co-workers. Um, it's written by the star, uh, Sauce Goldberg. Um, and it's it's just a really charming, 
comedy. Uh, really kind of low budget, but thoroughly enjoyable. Uh, it makes its money go a long way, I think. Um, and I laughed a lot. Hmm. It's a cute comedy. It's not like a, it's not broad city, right? So uh, it's not like laugh out loud, fart jokes all the time. Uh, well, then I am thing. out. But, but it is funny. <laughs> it's good. Uh, so, you know, a little change of pace from, from a, uh, Indonesian Japanese co-production of about serial killers. Uh, you must be joking. Gets a recommendation. Check it out when it's available. Uh, probably it'll be streaming very soon. Um, and then here's a movie. My last one that I saw this week that got kind of dumped in January. Um, it probably didn't deserve it. I saw Black Sea. Okay, I've heard some. I've heard mixed things on Black Sea. I've heard some good, and I've heard some not so good. Where do you fall? So, I really like it. Here's here's the deal. So, Black Sea uh, is from is the new film from director Kevin McDonald, uh, who is most well known for uh, Last King of Scotland, right? Um, and it has uh, Jude Law in it. He plays a submarine captain um, who is fired from his job working for a corporation doing salvage work. Uh, because they don't need anybody who can pilot a submarine anymore, right? Uh, and so he takes up a job to make money on the side um, where he takes a submarine with a crew that he's assembled into the Black Sea, and the goal is to recover a Nazi sub that sank there shortly before the end of the world of World War II, uh, that was loaded with gold. Mm. So it's uh, kind of an action thriller. It's also a kind of treasure hunt movie. And it's also a very claustrophobic um, adventure, right? Um, I really dug this movie. It has some issues. It's not perfect. Uh, the script has some holes, logical issues. But this is totally my type of movie. Right. I, I love movies that are set on uh, submarines. I don't know why, <laughs> but like I just I'm down with it, you know, and, and anytime like uh, really like sailing in general. Right. Like Master and Commander uh, has been growing in reputation, I think, critically over the past few years, but was not a huge, huge hit when it came out. But that movie was fucking amazing. Right here. I feel the same thing. It's not a perfect movie, um, but it gets the job done. Yes, it's an amalgam of pretty much every other U-boat um, movie you've ever seen, right? Uh, every other kind of seafaring adventure movie you've ever seen. Mm -hmm. But it's, a, it's really good at being a claustrophobic, edge-of-your-seat thriller um, that really focuses on the dynamics of the relationships between the men down there and kind of how their desperate uh, economic situation, i.e., all of them don't really function. They have like fast food service jobs, et cetera, but they're really good at sailing uh, in submarines, right? Uh, and how their economic situations, uh, their need for that treasure that's on here really drives them. And, and in particular, uh, Jude Law's character, um, Robinson, uh, kind of insane a little bit. And it's, uh, it's very good. It's definitely handled. I say go see it. Uh, it should not have come out mid-January, but I honestly just think that um, 
that Focus Features uh, had no idea when to put this movie out because it's not something that's super marketable these days, yeah. right? This, this is not the heyday of the Tom Clancy thriller. And that's kind of what this operates in, except it's less, less militaristic. Okay. So how many times in the movie did they say the phrase up or down bubble? Uh, I don't think they said up or down bubble once. Then fuck actually. that movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think so. I don't remember. I don't but, know. but yeah, so Black Sea, guys, if you uh, if you like these kinds of movies, I will say this is probably the best thing I've seen in a commercial, like big corporate chain theater in January that was not the very first of, of the month where it was like all Oscar bait, right? Yeah. This is the best thing that's come out in January. Something that was literally what was purposely released at this time. Yeah. Was, right. Yeah. It didn't come out in like Chicago back in October or some shit, right? Right. Yeah. Um, so that's it. So Killers is a go see. You must be joking is fun and see it when it comes out. And uh, Black Sea, I say, if you're going to waste your money on some of these, it's not actually a waste of money. But if you want to go to a theater, you want to see something that's enjoyable out of all the stuff we're going to talk about this week. I guarantee you this will probably be <laughs> the best one. Probably. Um, so uh, this week I uh, I took the Black Hat Challenge. I went to see Black Hat after uh, your several weeks of saying how this was the worst movie you've seen. It was only two in a row. Well, two two in a row is two in a row, my friend. <laughs> God knows you're probably gonna and you're not gonna have so good words to say this week. It's not gonna turn around. <laughs> I don't think. Unless you've had like a really weird, you know, guys have been thinking about it for a while. Turns out I love that flick. Probably really visually arresting. You know, it's way better than I thought. Um, how did how did it stack up? What'd you think? Uh, well, first of all, I I'd see it before I see Mordecai again. <laughs> uh, That's it was so much different than my. Film. It was it was not good though. I'm not going to sit here and say that this was a good movie by any stretch. Uh, it, it's sad because in, to a degree, there's a fast there's a fascinating aspect that could be had with this movie. It doesn't happen. Uh, it's it, it's it, it's over long. It's very boring. Uh, and th- I think that's the biggest problem is that it is boring. You've oh, taken yeah, I an can already look some of the technical stuff sometimes, right? But that movie is it drags on and on. You know, on. we we get a reveal of the guy who's kind of behind everything, and it's the biggest blah reveal that there ever was. It's like. You know, who is this guy? I don't know who he is. We could have worked with like a celebrity at that point. And so it would have at least, you know, had a little bit of something behind, you know. I mean, let's just say, I mean, let's say it was like a Gary Oldman. And I'll be honest with you, during the trailers, I kind of heard the voice and thought it might be William Peterson, which I thought was kind of a cool. I was like, oh, that'd be kind of sweet, him bringing yeah, him back. And I was like, that'd be that'd yep. be sweet. I like that. Uh, and it wasn't him. It was just some cat uh, who nobody knows. And so it didn't bring any, there was no gravitas with this character. It's just like, okay, here's the main bad guy. And it's just, it's clunky. Um I didn't have uh, it. Didn't look fantastic by any means, but I didn't get the uh, the ultra arresting, you know, kind of bad shit that you got. I mean, as far as that goes. Oh um, shit! This means I'm going to have to watch that movie again to see if I just saw a really bad glitch filled DCP. Then, it, God damn you, man! <laughs> you should have just let me think that it was all fucking terrible. It it did it didn't look good. I mean, some of the it is. I mean, it's it's some of the sloppier cinematography that he's done in a while. Uh, but I, I, I didn't much care for it in a lot of things, and there was some th- stuff that honestly looked like it was almost shot more high frame rate and then kind of dropped back down. Uh, I mean, that's just a wild out there guess. I don't know. Uh, but it was shot with, you know, the Alexa camera and all that stuff. So, I mean, it was it was shot with good stuff, and I've seen people do, you know, so much more with less with that camera. Um, so I'm kind of surprised. Uh, but it's just overall kind of kind of boring. I mean, that's the biggest thing is, like, I didn't hate it, but I was – 
I was just more let down that it was kind of boring. And I think if you would maybe took 20 minutes out of it, put a little bit more action in it or something, and actually had you know a what? villain that w- had something to do, it might have been interesting. You know what killed, uh, like really made that movie unnecessarily boring and long for me? Like as- aside from the fact that like the plot itself just plods on and on and on. But uh, what really I think killed that is Michael Mann cannot make a fucking movie where uh, the two leads uh, do not have some sort of romantic relationship, it, right? It's, and it's in this movie, it's completely unnecessary and uh, doesn't add anything to the suspense of the story or really even to the story. There's no like necessary plot element. There, to there's two like forced moments kind of where there's like, you know, quote unquote decisions to be made, but they're not, you already know what's going to happen. You, yeah. you put two plus two together. It's, it's nothing that doesn't hold any weight. And when the things that happen do happen, you're not like, Oh, it's just like, Oh, so yeah. overall, overall, uh, fairly uh, disappointing, but I didn't, I, it's, it's not the worst movie I've seen this year. Um, well, the year is young, though, too. <laughs> I, I will stay on that movie's ass. I fucking loathe that movie. Okay. Anyway. So uh, next after that, I, uh, you know, I've gotten to the point, and, and the fact that, we, that that I've got movie pass just says I'm going to go see anything. I don't care what it is. I don't care what the bad grades are. I don't care what anyone else has said about it. I'm going to go see it. So uh, yep. the other day I ventured out to watch the new Jennifer Lopez movie, A Boy Next, The Ooh. Boy Next Door. Um, this movie is what you think it is. Terrible. Uh, it is not good. It is like the kind of, there's sort of not, it's not really a montage, but almost kind of a slight flashback at the beginning. I mean, I've, I've seen, there's been less wooden acting in furniture stores, man. It was absolutely, it was cringe inducingly bad. And I was like, wow, luckily it got better when they got to the current day stuff, but there was just something like, I don't want you to do that. I mean, almost to that level, kind of just bad. Um, but awesome. I will say this: the movie is bad. There's, I mean, first of all, this kid's supposed to be 19. He looks like he's 30. Uh, you know, I will say this though: Jennifer Lopez is still looking pretty good for her age. I mean, she's she's still, you know, you could you could look at her and go, yeah, this was this would be a you know a teacher dudes would go after. But the the relationship, there's a lot of stuff that doesn't make sense in it. Uh, it's kind of a crappy, you know, Fatal Attraction-y kind of rip off sort of thing. But it doesn't work like Fatal Attraction does because Fatal Attraction is fucking great and Glenn Close is amazing. So and you know. Come on, forget about it. Um, but I will say this. This movie will be worth to watch on Netflix for the last five minutes. Because pretty much you can you can guess what all the earlier stuff happened at the beginning. But the end, and like it all happens, the, the big showdown goes down in a barn. And it, for me, it was, it was almost like I walked out of it going, okay, all right, the last five minutes I can get behind. The rest of it's not good. But the last five minutes I was like, all right. I'm okay with that. That was kind of that was kind of a cool little showdown. It was it was silly. It was stupid. It was dumb. But it was the most fun I had in the entire movie. <laughs> but well, uh, good. I'll watch that shit on Netflix. It's it's. Here. I mean, you know, it's it. I think it's a fun movie. It is one of those so bad it's good things. There's there's just so many, and you hear them in the trailers and stuff where it's just like really bad puns of like, oh, it didn't rain up there. It got really wet down here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I love well, your mother's honestly, cookies. Oh, fuck you. Like, well, that stuff in the trailer was what was attracting me in any fucking form to this movie. Oh, it's, it is, it the is kind of, a, yeah, of it. yeah, there's, there's, there's definitely a good bit of that. There's now, stuff what, that doesn't make sense. Did this director who did this do something of somewhat note? Oh, uh, you got me on the ropes. I don't know. Shit. Hold on. I'm going to type him into the, into but, the M to, <laughs> you know, you know what the biggest, oh, yeah, it's fucking Rob Cohen. Oh, is that? who? Did yeah. 
Rob fucking Cohen. Oh, man. Well, see, here's the thing. My biggest thing is, you know who I really think wanted to make this movie? The yeah. printing companies. Because there's a part in here where this kid uses more toner than, like, have you, you know, we've all been, we've all worked in offices and stuff <laughs> where, you know, you, you print, like, you know, 100 pieces of paper out, you're done. Much less 5,000, like, black and white photographs to mm-hmm. litter around your teacher's room and have it continuously printing out of the printer. There's no way. Th- I mean, this is, I mean, I know that's the last thing I should be doing to go, like, here's why this is wrong. But uh, it's just like, come on now. <laughs> I say come on. That's funny. Well, I mean, maybe the, maybe the printing company, they're like, yeah, buy that fucking toner. Just buy it. <laughs> Brought you to don't you. even have to have a printer. Just Brought to you it. by Hewlett Packard. Hewlett Packard brings you up the boy next door. <laughs> Hewlett Packard. The only thing worthwhile it brings you is the boy next door. <laughs> uh, so I watched that. Um, uh, what was the other one? This this shows how good they were. I think was that it? No. Uh, well, I, think I that was it for you because you saw the you yeah saw the two yeah. That's all the other two we had. Uh, I did see uh, 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 Justice League: Third of Atlantis, oh, which yeah, I review on. Movies. So, so how was this one? Um, we we have the full review on uh, HearMoviePodcast.com, dot com, but uh, it was fair. It's okay. for seventy one minutes. It takes its time doing a lot of things and doesn't do them amazingly well. By the end of it, you really kind of want to go. Why? I want to see the movie past where the it, it, it had the same thing like Dracula Untold had. Yeah. Where like you got to the end and you're just like, okay, I want to see what happens from this point on. Couldn't so this, we have gotten through some of the junk that was in the middle and then put like the cool stuff at the end? Right. So this this movie is uh is based on the recent Jeff Johns run mm-hmm. of Justice League, right? Correct. But it it like is just part of it. It takes is that what happens, right? Because from what I understand, after the Throne of Atlanta storyline, I haven't kept up with Justice League because I read it in trade, and that stuff is just now coming out, right? Mm. Um, but did you, do you guys talk about its relationship to the books? Because uh, what I, what yeah, I understand a little bit. is after the Throne of Atlanta storyline is really where like stuff gets crazy. Well, it, it it clearly leads it up for a sequel that they want to do, and there's like a post credit thing with with uh, Luther and stuff. Uh, but it's. You know, it, overall, it's just it's 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 underwhelming. There's and they kind of they crib a little bit of stuff, sort of kind of adapt it from the the early Aquaman in the New Fifty Two, uh-huh. uh, slightly to a degree. Uh, but overall, just kind of like eh, I really there, there's there was some potential there, but it really wasn't called in any in any. Oh, that's really disappointing. You know, oddly enough, the the ones that are centered like those original features, not the TV shows, but the original features, the ones that are centered around the Justice League. I find are the ones that uh, don't hold any weight or water for me. They just are not the best ones. Yeah, and we the, mentioned the how straight up like Superman, straight up Batman stuff. Uh, so the Wonder Woman movie where they were uh, with like the Greek gods and stuff, like that one was good. But really, just the Justice League flicks, the ones that are about the group, uh, really fizzle out for me. Um, uh, like New Frontier, for example, right? I love New Frontier. It's one of my favorite uh, miniseries from the past 20 years. Uh, and so I find it really odd that this is, I don't know, every time I see one of these movies, I'm slightly like, yeah, this is okay. It's always one that's centered on the Justice League and not just yeah. one of the big three or even a singular character. Because some of those Green Lantern movies are pretty solid too. Yeah, we, we talk a little bit about how the, uh, you know, 
I mean, even some of the animation, even in its 22 minutes, tends to end up working a lot better. I mean, on the Blu-ray mm-hmm. itself, there's episodes of uh, Batman Brave and the Bold with Aquaman that are kind of more entertaining, to be frank. I mean, and it's yeah. and, it, and they're silly, but there's no levity to the film. I well, think that's a know, big a big problem. You know what happens? I think for me in those uh, in the series episodes, right, the 22 minute stuff instead of the features, uh, because the Justice League shows are pretty good. Um, the team, the Teen Titan show, right? All of that stuff's pretty good. Even Teen Titans Go is pretty good. It's fun, it's but, a blast. but what happens, right? Uh, I think is that because it's episodic, because it's not just seventy minutes and you're done. Uh, those shows kind of rotate through some of the characters, right? So they emphasize like one or two of them in a twenty-something minute episode, yeah. As opposed to here's all fucking nineteen members of the Justice League and Justice Society, right? And uh, these movies just don't have the breathing room that I think is necessary uh, for for you to handle as many major characters as is going on. Um, but, and, and, if you, and, and if you do, you have to have a really good hand at it. I mean, and, and, uh-huh. you know, I mean, well, and the consequence becomes, right, that they strip down the storylines. They streamline them. And that loses something a lot of the time. Yeah. In my, in my opinion. Anyway. Well... All right, so that's it. Yeah, so it's a, to, to hear the full review and everything, go to hearmoviepodcast.com. We've got, we got an hour's worth of conversation on that, so uh, go check that out. All right, so let's uh, let's jump into, we got two new releases this week. Uh, neither one, well, Loft didn't make much money, but uh, Project Almanac did okay, more or less. So uh, let's go ahead and uh, take a gander here to the trailer for uh, The Loft, our first new release review of this week. Gentlemen. There's something I want to show you. Welcome to the loft. It's our own private oasis. Think about it. No messy hotel bills. No questionable credit card activity. I don't know. I'm not like that. Accepting a key to the loft means you accept the rules to the loft. Tell nobody. Have fun. What the hell happened? This can't be real. Do you know who she is? Of course not. You gotta call the cops. Think about our wife. There's a dead woman here, Vincent. What does it mean? Fate will unite us. Are you keeping secrets? Who is she? Do we know her? No, no. Until we go down. The door was locked. The alarm was turned off. Someone got in with one of our keys. Until we go down. How many women have you taken to that loft? You like to play games, huh? I do. Until we go down. Someone is trying to frame us. Who? I don't know. A rejected girlfriend, a jealous boyfriend, someone with a motive. If all the people who've been hurt find out the truth, what do you think will happen? Something wrong? You tell me, Chris. It's not over. We're gonna find out what happened here, and we will figure a way out. Just to know that I'm 
All right, that was a trailer for Loft, our first new release review of this week. Uh, here is the IMDb plotline. Five married guys conspire, conspire to uh, secretly share a penthouse loft in the city, a place where they can carry out their hidden affairs and indulge in their deepest fantasies. But the fantasy becomes a nightmare when they discover the dead body of an unknown woman in the loft, and they realize that one in the group must be involved. Ooh, This is directed by Eric von Louis, actually a remake of his uh, Belgian film, I believe of the exact same name. From 2008. The, the most recent thing he directed, in fact, was 2008's The Loft. So, you know, I mean, and that's not unheard of. I mean, we had the guy, uh, I forget the cat's name right off the top of my, my head here, that uh, did The Grudge. He did that. Uh, he did Juwan and, and then came over here and did uh, The Grudge. And, uh, you know, yes. to, a, to a lessening degree, Sh- for sure. Shimitsu, I believe his name was. Takashi? Ta- no, not Takeshi. Takashi. That's it. Shimitsu, definitely, though. Okay. I, I, I It's been, I'm not really very good. So uh, I, this- I do want to say that I think he made other movies in between those remakes, <laughs> <laughs> I do want to say there is a, I mean, I don't, I don't know how well the Belgian movie was uh, received. I didn't research that. I think because, it got uh, like on, uh, at least from what I saw on RT, it's got a, you know, it, it's, it's got a, you know, a, an almost a higher rating than this one does. <laughs> well, I mean, it almost has to. Uh, so this, this, uh, this move, this here movie stars uh, Judge Dredd, Cyclops, um, Captain the guy Cold. from Prison Break. Captain, he's Captain Cold on the Flash. Oh well, so I don't watch we, it, got, we got we got that's not a like negative. I just haven't seen the flash. We, so we got we got a lot of comic book here. Also, and, and Eric Stone Street <laughs> from also Cam from Modern Family. So yeah, um, no, that doesn't work for you. I'd, I've Family. never, I've never really, I've never watched well, a full some episode. Some people will know that he is the flamboyant gay. Okay, but here he is a randy drunk. He's a, he's he's the one that's actually straight in real life, and the other guy's gay. Yeah. From what I understand, yes. okay, yes, yeah. Anyways, I, he's entertaining, and the stuff I've seen him in, he's always been funny. So Eric Strong Street's in this movie. Um, I want to say he's in one of the Wayne's Worlds. Oh, is that right? I want to say it's in a comedy like that, but I think it's one of the Wayne's Worlds. <laughs> it's one of them SNL movies. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, but continue um, with with your discussion of <laughs> Carl Urban, James Mars, and Wentworth Miller, and Eric Stone Street. Yes. <laughs> uh, so these are guys that do stuff, and. Um, and here's the thing. Uh, so this movie is currently, for a while, it was rolling on zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It is at a, a, a paltry nine right now. Yeah. Um, well, you know. So uh, here's the thing about Rotten Tomatoes this week, right? And and I'm willing to overlook uh, that one. I don't pay that much attention to Rotten Tomatoes. No, anymore. it's just a fun metric but, that most people are fam- at least familiar with. But the one thing that that is throwing it off uh, this week, and it will continue to throw it off for next week's films, is that uh, critics are at Sundance, right? So, yeah, and half of these movies aren't even screened for them in the first oh, place. Oh, no, they're not. So so the critics who will put reviews up, right, uh, have to go and see this on their own time because they don't have critic <laughs> screenings. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I have no doubt that when, here's the thing. Hard-toiling motherfuckers like us, you mean. Let's, let's call this, it what it is. Well, people who don't get invited to Sundance <laughs> With uh, you know press credentials. Listen, I'm gonna talk about this for Wait, half a second. Hold on a First s- of all, all those big boy pants motherfuckers, <laughs> go fuck yourselves. You're still a blogger. Go fuck yourself. You're not a real a fucking second, critic. Bro. Go ahead. Uh, okay. I mean, yeah. Neither yeah. am I. Neither am I. I'm not saying I am either. But you ain't. However, go ahead. Uh, if I may, please. So what I really want to say though about this is uh, so. I have no doubt that eventually this movie will end up somewhere in the teens, possibly 20 percentile 
on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, I just don't think that people are seeing it. No. Um, because the movie is bad, but it's not so bad that people aren't going to enjoy it sometimes. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Like, there there are going to be people that like this. I mean, fucking obviously, 9% of whoever the hell <laughs> li- likes this movie, there's, right? There's less than, I think, 20-something reviews, so I mean, yeah, really almost think, can't even count. And I think as that, as that goes up... Uh, you know, it's the it's the law of averages, right? Yeah. It's very rare for a movie to have less than ten percent actually on on Rotten Tomatoes. Do you think, right? You no, abso- absolutely. You like some um, some jag off, and you know is is always going to like something. But what bothers me about this movie, right, uh, is is not that it's just outright bad. It's just an absolute waste uh, of everyone involved. Okay, and, and and probably even the director who is remaking his own movie. <laughs> So, um, so what, where are you kind of down on it? Where where'd you fall? I mean, what, uh, well, what, what specifically here, kind of... My my main thing, and I and I wrote up uh, a little bit of a review that's already online at the split screen.wordpress.com if anybody wants to check it out after this. But basically, here's a movie, right, that I can't figure out who it's made for, right? It, it's ostensibly an adult uh, erotic thriller mm-hmm. of some sort, right? Um, yet there's nothing necessarily thrilling about it or erotic right mm-hmm. uh the sex scenes uh what little bit there are right uh are not sexy they're not going to get the other possible demographic right so if if, if adults who like basic instinct and uh um oh fuck you just talked about it, the Glenn Close fucking movie. Fatal Attraction. Uh, Fatal Attraction, right? Uh, people who like, right, like the Adrian Lyne stuff, some of the Paul Verhoeven, right? People who yeah. like that. This movie's not for them. So the only other thing is, like, it's fucking teenage boys who <laughs> want to see a thriller that is about people who have sex. And there's no sex, really, in this movie. Not it's a, a really, yeah. it's a weirdly sexless film about people who have <laughs> sex uh, in a seat in a secret yeah. uh, fuck pad. You get a couple of right. <laughs> couple of butt shots, couple of gal butt shots, couple of guy butt shots. I think yeah. about maybe a second and a half worth of nipple, and that's about it. Yeah, and and on top of that, none of none of it is sexy. Oh, it's not. It's not. It's not very. It's not shot sexily <laughs> not, at all. No, there's nothing no. like even aesthetically appealing about the sex scenes. I mean, there's uh, there's one where Carl it, Urban's just you know is is getting down. Uh, so so just just assume that you see everybody have sex in this movie, uh, except for Eric Stone Street. <laughs> no, you um, see him because he's getting. Yeah, no, he does. You're right. Now that I think about sex, it, you're right. You do uh, at, um, at the pool that day. But yeah, so yeah, so every you see everybody. So that's not kind of spoiling <laughs> anything because this is kind of a whodunit sort of deal. But um, so you see him doing it, and like, but it's it's framed in such a cruddy way where it's just like. It's like seriously, this is what you chose to. Now I know it's you know not supposed to be. A, it's supposed to be a particular angle, but still, it's just like nothing is shot sexily about this at all. Well, and and like I, I don't know, man. It also has some very iffy acting uh, th- throughout entire stretches of this film, right? It's, I mean, basically at its heart, this is a locked room thriller, right? Essentially, uh, like there's there's a murder. There's a limited number of uh, possibilities. There's a limited number of people who could have done the murder, right? Um, it's kind of shown in flashbacky kind of style, yeah, all over the place. There's a, right? it's a very non-linear story. The I think the acting among the leads is 
not up to par. I mean, James Marsden does fine, but there are some times where, like, Carl Urban's line delivery, it's like, I think he took it because his agent uh, <laughs> kind of told him, like, oh, yeah, there's this erotic thriller, and it was a big hit from Belgium in 2008, and the guy wants to remake it, and you'd be perfect, right? And so he saw it as kind of this project, but when he got in there, he kind of realized, like, it wasn't going to work, and so he just stopped giving a shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, cause Carl Urban, uh, is an actor who is very good. Um, but really like the only person I think that, he, that is even giving a real performance in this movie is Eric Stone street, honestly. <laughs> um, because, and, and I think it's because he's much more of a working actor than the rest of the cast. Yeah. He's uh, not a Hollywood but, star. In, yeah. In, I mean, in, he's, in that he's a noticeable face, but he, you know, he's on TV every week. He's got a grind to it. So he's, he's like constantly just in the zone of let's do this character work. Yeah. Whereas, uh, you know, I feel like Carl Urban and Wentworth Miller in particular just kind of showed up on set and were like, all right, let's make this fucker. And, yeah. and, uh, and, and weird, weirdly they cast Rona Mitra as, uh, James Marsden's, uh, wife and then do nothing with her. No, none of the wives really have, except for uh, Eric Stone Street's wife, really don't have much of anything to do, and even she's fairly limited in what she does. Uh, they're kind of, they're almost just Easter ciphers in a cast. way. What's that? I said they're almost just ciphers in a way for, like, the, the idea of, you know, what a possible, yeah. uh, you know, kind of maybe overbearing wife or maybe, you know, a slightly long in the tooth. But, but even, even these women aren't ugly looking. So it's not like, oh, I got this old hag of a wife, you know. No, but you know, like when I saw when I saw that they had cast Rona Mitra, who who is uh, quite a good actress, right? Uh, and and known, I mean, she's been in all kinds of stuff. She was in Hollow Man as the neighbor, right? In the infamous Hollow Man rape scene, um, she was in good old uh, Hollow Man. She's done a lot of TV. She was in Nip Tuck for a while. Um, she was in Doomsday. She was the main character in Doomsday, the Mad Max knockoff that uh, that Neil Marshall made after The Descent was a big hit. She's in one of the Underworld movies, for Christ's sake, right? Um, do nothing with her. Nothing at all. Uh, she's just kind of there as a, a red herring for the plot, right? To maybe, maybe one of the wives found out and they killed, like, yeah. which is not, like, so at the point that that comes up, is so not a possibility. Uh, as as far I, I just feel like this whole movie was just a waste of the talents of everyone involved. I think some of them knew that it was going to be, and that's why they just didn't show up. And honestly, it's not. There's nothing sexy. There's nothing thrilling. It's just kind of a wet noodle of a film sitting there, limp, in a shitty one bedroom apartment <laughs> with no, nothing to do and nowhere to go. Hmm. I liked I'll... this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I like this movie. Um, it gets it. It has a lot of shortcomings. It's not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. But I had I had a lot of fun with this movie. I was never ever bored. Uh, there's a, so many red herrings thrown. It's just it's kind of it's fun in that way. Uh, it, it's I was never bored with it, and I was always kind of like I'm never. I'm not one to kind of dig deep into stuff and figure stuff out. Uh, I'm never. I, I'm a very wash over me kind of thing. So I, I like to be surprised in a in a movie and stuff. I don't like to kind of try to pick apart certain details and things like that. Uh, so uh, I don't know. It just 
I I I enjoyed it for the most part. I mean, it's not perfect. There's a lot. Of, I mean, it is not sexually shot. It is not uh, particularly well acted in many scenes. Uh, but I wasn't bored. I I had a fun enough time with it that I I'd give it a slight recommendation. I don't think it's anywhere near you know as as bad as you know you're making it out to be. It's not good. It's not a great movie by any stretch of the imagination. But I had a lot of fun with it. This was like. Um, I mean, everything down from, I mean, look at the poster to the score to how it's kind of shot and uh, for the that's, most part. It's about that we're the, we're the score and the poster. Well, yeah, and, and the thing it's, is this, yeah. is that this is very, this is very, it's it's clearly very Hitchcockian kind of thing. And to me, this was like a very lesser Brian De Palma film. I, so it, much lesser. But, <laughs> but, but look, Brian De Palma ain't been on his A game in, a, in quite a long time. So, and not, not. Well, I will argue otherwise, especially in relation to this flick. But well, I mean, look, I'm just saying, like, it's it's kind of like a shitty poor man. Certainly in that vein. Yeah, exactly. But it's it's that kind of like, what if he didn't? What if he wasn't as good at his job as what he does? Now, I think if he would have taken this, he could have made this movie would have elevated a little bit. It would have looked a little bit better. I mean, it looked okay. It would have looked even better. It would have been a little well, yeah, bit more the, slicker, the a little more sleeker. It would have been bad. It just it it just was not shot. The way that like these movies. No, this would have been like there would have been a lot more sex in it. It would have been slowed down a good bit. Would have been a little bit more kind of like you know spacey lighting every once in a while maybe. (laughs) But I mean it would it would have been a little bit more fun. But I mean that's how I took this. I took this as this is just kind of like uh, what if a guy's trying to rip off De Palma a little bit. And for what it was, I I liked it well enough. I didn't love it, but I was not. I walked out going, I'm glad I watched that. I mean I really was. I didn't hate it. I will say that, right? Like this is not the worst thing. I, I still hate black. Hat <laughs> uh, this, this movie was at least interesting, right? Like even, even with the bad acting, right. I, I was still following it, right. I was into it while I was watching it, but afterward there's like, there's nothing to it. Right. And, and to me, like I probably won't remember that I saw this movie in a year and a half, maybe at all. But right? I mean, like, like I really don't think I will. I, I just I kind of like the idea, the overall, the storytelling, the way, the structure of the story and everything, how it loops back on itself a couple of times, what it does with what it does, uh, throws everything out there and kind of gives you this possibilities and stuff. And yeah, some over far and overreaching and stuff. But um, I don't know. I mean, to me, it was just kind of I, I had fun with it. I mean, and that's and I and it may be I walked in with such low expectations that they were kind of <laughs> boiled over a little bit and it's just like this wasn't horrible at all so i mean i guess if you go in with the lowest of expectations you might enjoy it like i did but um you know if you go in even thinking eh, there's a chance this might be good you might be i don't know it all depends but i, I i've seen worse yeah um okay i don't think that we need to talk much more about it but uh but i no. mean so i will say so this uh this movie has uh rachel taylor in it right uh who uh, plays the part of the uh, woman who James Marsden's character falls in love with. And on the H&P, the we call them ladies that do the stuff. Well, we, <laughs> I don't want to give that away, but she's a hooker, right? So uh, <laughs> They make it fairly... I'm sorry, but the fact that they, they the, that reveal in there, and I'm like, was anyone unclear yeah, that she was right. a hooker? I mean, that's right. what I was... I was kind of like, I was um, like, that's not a surprise. But the, but the one thing, right, is she's a key cast member on the uh, upcoming... Marvel TV series, aka Jessica Jones. Oh, is that right? Yeah, she's uh, I don't know, uh, Trish Walker. Okay, on that show. She's so, and and here's the thing: of all these women that they take back, she's the hottest of them all. 
that's the thing is all these women that they're supposedly cheating with she goes back with james marsden who let's be honest like carl urban can be hunky i guess but james marsden is totally the guy that i'd swing for james martin james marsden is cuter but carl urban looks like you know just like that's the kind of guy you want behind you though that's the kind of guy that would like fucking fight for you and shit you'd love carl urban behind you you got that right boy (laughs) i bet carl urban would snuggle the shit out of me he, he totally would. <laughs> he totally would. Carl, <laughs> give me a call, bud. Uh, uh, so, all so, right. That's it. All right, so let's uh, <laughs> let's jump into our last uh, new release review of this week. Here is the trailer for Project Almanac. If I have it queued up, which I do now. Here. Hey, what is this? Well, it's Dad's old camera. Nice. I got it working again. Check it out. That's my seventh birthday. Whoa, did you see that? What? I just saw something weird. You guys, you got to see this. There's this footage of me at my seventh birthday. We were all at your seventh yeah. birthday. Just watch this. Right there. Look in the mirror. That's me. That is my t-shirt. That is my backpack. This is definitely me. It doesn't make sense. You hear that? Yeah. It's in my dad's old workshop. It's like a clicking or something. Whoa. Whoa. What the hell is that? This is some sort of a machine. Here we go, Project Almanac. That's something my dad was working on. Temporal relocation prototype? What does that mean? It means time travel. What? We should try to build it. We can't build a time machine. I mean, did you see the tape at your seventh birthday? I mean, I think we already did build it. (laughs) Shouldn't the next step be testing it on us? All right. You guys ready for this? Yeah. Why are we going in your house? Watch this. Watch this. That's me sleeping. (laughs) We did it. It's yesterday. It's yesterday. It's like a second chance machine. Let's take this thing out for a spin. I just failed my chem report. What's the classification of silicon? Silicon? Are you kidding? And I don't want to repeat 12th grade. I'm going to groundhog dig this bitch. Carbon, nitrogen, oxygen. Boom, Lou! That just happened! I love time travel. Check it out before the world ends. I have to win the lottery. (laughs) Welcome to Maserati. Before the world ends. I have to fall in love. David, are you seeing this? None of this happened before. Whatever we did, it had some crazy ripple effects. We have to go back and make it so that we never jumped in the first place. We cannot do that, okay? It's gonna undo everything. I'm gonna go back and fix everything. Things are spiraling out of control. Oh my God. Did you ever think that it was dangerous? How do I know that this hasn't already happened before? Keep thinking I can go back and I can fix it myself. David, stop! I have to figure out how to make it go back even further. It could kill you, David! That was the trailer for Project Almanac, our last new release review of this week. Here is the IMDb plotline. As a group of friends discover plans for a time machine, they build it to see if they can fix their problems and personal gain. But the future falls apart with disasters, and each of them disappear little by little and must travel back to the past to make sure they never invent the time machine or face the destruction of humanity. Um, Wow, that's really dramatic for this movie. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. The destruction for humanity may be a little bit on the on, on, on the top end. Yeah, for I mean, this. basically, what happens uh, that they're trying to prevent is that uh, some girl that they don't really even likes dad dies. I didn't get it. Like that's that's the catastrophe. Well, no, but see that. Well, that that one thing leads to a whole bunch. I mean, it's the ripple I effect. I know the ripple effect. 
this movie's terrible. <laughs> so what did you think of the movie, Matt? Let's uh let's go ahead and uh terrible's let, really strong. Let's put it uh, on the table. What did you really think? <laughs> it's it is a movie that I found mildly attractive while I was watching it. Um I I actually write uh, one thing that I found actually really intriguing was the found footage conceit, uh, I think works, uh, which is getting rarer, increasingly rare uh, these days. Um, other than that, uh, I don't know. Hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, what, why don't you start us off and then I can like just punch and, in with some jabs every now and, and then, then you can just, you can, you can say why I'm wrong because I like this movie too. <laughs> <laughs> Again, listen. I did not. Did, I did not dislike this one as much as I hated the <laughs> I could. So have, I, well, I, I could, will say that. I could definitely see that. Um, I I'm a sucker for time travel movies. I am like even ones that don't do it all that well. Uh, always intriguing to me. I like thoughts of it. The idea of it. Uh, always the kind of pseudo silly science around it. I mean, everything from you know something as like kind of cerebral and heady as Primer to something as you know fun as Back to the Future to something as wild and kind of out there as say Time Crimes. There's a lot of really great time travel movies out there. Uh, would this be there amongst are. those top one? No, but it's it's fun enough. I have fun with time travel movies and uh, and the idea in like the the ability to loop back uh, paradoxes, uh, different things like that. All that stuff just intrigues me and. Enough to where I mean, I, I kind of knew I was going to like this film a little bit going in, just because the idea and the process and the uh, and you know if, if time travel movies are your bag, uh, you, you know you're at least going to ha- have at least some affinity for this. Um, but I do think at the same time, if uh, if you're one of those people that picks the shit out of these things, yeah, you're gonna you know it's, it ain't going to be any different from what you normally do with that kind of stuff. So it, it's nothing that's that different. Uh, it's not groundbreaking by any stretch of the imagination. But while I was watching it, I mean, it's another one that it's at the end of the day. And here's the thing: it's January. It's January, and here's where all the fucking horrible movies are. And you know what? I mean, if, if I get anything that's even mildly entertaining. I'm I'm happy. I'm happy enough. I mean, because it could be, it could be the boy next door. You know, it could, it could be Black Hat. Yeah. These these are at least movies that are oh, this- serviceable enough to where if you go out, I think the average person is not going to go like fuck. I wasted my time. They're going to be like, oh well, you know, that was serviceable enough for what it is. I mean, you could probably be better set to wait for it to come out in Netflix and you can just watch Definitely. it for free. But I mean, if you have, if if you know. If you know you're like 17, 18 years old and you want to take somebody out on a date or something, you could do worse than this. Yeah. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Uh I still didn't like it. I mean, I'm not saying you got to like it. I'm not <laughs> um, I'm not trying to force you to like so it. <laughs> here's, here's another thing that I did find interesting about this movie. Uh and I'm wondering if you if you picked up on it. It's kind of obvious at the beginning and then kind of uh leaves it alone. Who knew that a found footage time travel movie would be a commentary on the untenable nature of the current uh, college tuition system. Uh, yeah, in, in, to a degree, you are right. I mean, I, I guess right. I, I mean, guess the whole reason vaguely they, picked up they in they the even, back of The whole reason that anything even happens in this movie is because this guy's this kid is trying to figure out. I mean, aside from the fact that he finds this thing, but the whole reason he's even upstairs in the attic, right, is that he gets into MIT and his family can't afford it. Because college is so fucking expensive. Yeah. <laughs> right? And so constantly this whole movie is just like him trying to figure out how to pay for college while also trying to do all this other stuff. Uh, that, that, that teenagers that, would end up doing. 
Yeah, exactly. And here's the other thing. Uh, I, I hated the fact that this movie functions for a good 20 minutes as a commercial for how badass Lollapalooza is. Okay. Yeah. I would say if, um, if, if anything, that, that would be my biggest, <laughs> because the first time that they said it, because I've, I'd forgotten the quick trailer that I had seen, uh, when I saw the thing and I was just like, when, when like, you know, there's a, there's a quick thing of phone to go like, here was Lollapalooza and it's clearly a plant for, for later in the film. And I was just like, yes. what the fuck was that? <laughs> that was a weird kind of non sequitur. Oh yeah, yeah that's right. You're going to go back and, uh, but I mean, I, I like the idea that they're going back and they're like, and they're, they're looking at the big giant wall as if you've, if you've ever been in any of these concert things, I've never been to Lollapalooza, but I've been to uh, the band's warp Tour several times. Um, but so you have the big wall of where, all on the stages of what's you know what's going to be playing and stuff, and they uh-huh. and they're trying to figure out hey what do we need to go see, and they're like hey I've already seen it on Instagram I know what was good and what was bad I kind of like that I think that was a kind of cool idea yeah but, there were clever moments in this movie um, I don't know I maybe I was just really bored with like yeah of course all like teenagers would go and do all this stupid shit yeah well see I mean what I liked about it too was that um, you know. It was it was intelligent enough with how they got these people to this point. Now, if you just mm-hmm. watch the trailer and stuff like that, you're like, how the fuck are these kids supposed to know? My dad invented a time machine or at least had all the stuff. We got to put it together. Well, in a normal film, by and large, you're just going to have kids go ahead and put that stuff together just because, hey, they can read and follow instructions. Well, we get a thing at the beginning about how, you know, and, and it does, it leads into the whole college thing, is that this kid is really smart. He's done this stuff with, you know, drones and robotics and all this stuff. So he is a really, really bright kid. And his, his friend are fairly bright too they're not quite up to where his level is but they're they're, they're smart kids too um uh-huh. and so and by doing this they put all this stuff together so you don't you when they go down uh, to the basement there to unpack all the stuff and put it out and go oh we can put this together um they 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 have enough you buy it you buy them being able to put it together because they've proven to you in earlier scenes that they can do that kind of stuff and and they don't just you know strap it on their backs and then just all of a sudden they're off to the races i mean they do they do what smart kids would do and they do experiments and they test it out and uh and the experiments and stuff like that i mean it it was to me it was cool and the found footage thing kind of works because it feels like you're hanging out with these kids uh you know doing these experiments and stuff and you don't know what's going to happen so you like seeing you know what's going to go on here and they represent time travel in a very different way that you don't really see too often and uh, I, th- I thought it was fun and it just felt like you know you're kind of hanging around with these kids figuring out you know how to how to make time travel happen and when it does uh you know the, the the these actors are really fun they 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 have a lot of fun with what they're doing and it feels like they're genuinely having a good time and, and doing what they do and they're not the most, you know, overly pretty folks in the world. I mean, the girls are, are, are good looking and all. Uh, the guys are fairly fairly normal looking. I mean, they're, yeah. they're not, you know, the super, you know, it's not like, you know, the dudes from Twilight coming in or anything. But they look like, you know, kids you would see in high school, actual high school age kids. Right. And uh, it, 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 it worked on it worked for me. I mean, it, not perfect, but I, I liked it well enough. I mean, if you dig tra- time travel movies and that's kind of your bag, I, 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 I give it a recommendation. Yeah, I'll I'll begrudgingly recommend this as well. It, it's uh, I don't think it's very good, but I think that people will enjoy it. I mean, um, of the time travel movies, I mean, it's it's a lesser one for sure. But I mean, th- there's it's no time bandits. No, it's no time bandits. <laughs> but then again, what is? Not um, <laughs> not, not time bandits. <laughs> but you know. I mean, I yeah. I mean, I don't know that there's too much I can say. I, I the ripple effect. I kind of I kind of enjoyed that. Uh, there's there's a bit where they kind of go back and uh, it, it not 
there's no real spoiler here, but they go back a decent bit further, and it's amazing how in short amounts of time that you know technology even changes. And I mm-hmm. thought that was kind of was like, wow, are they going back to the? Oh shit, that was only that long ago. Wow. Yes. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Man, we have really progressed, haven't we? <laughs> and how yeah, that for a kid so, is like a while back. <laughs> so I want to give a spoiler break. So I'm going to hold for like three seconds. And this will only take, I don't know, 15 seconds. So come back in 20 seconds. So spoiler break, one, two, three. Um, Did you think it was weird that at the end it just seems like they found the other camera and decided they were going to fucking do it anyway? I didn't. I didn't know that. I didn't. Didn't feel that. I just. I felt it was like some weird sort of thing where they found two. I. I couldn't. I wish that they would have explained it a little bit better. They left it a little bit too open for my taste. But I just felt like they were not going to learn anything. Maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. I think that's. I. And, and again, I mean, at the same time, I think that was what's kind of fun about it. It's just like what's going to happen at this point. They do have these. Uh, they do and don't have the knowledge in a sense, if you want to think about it that way. But I. But I think it's just like. Like, I, I got the impression that obviously uh, there was not, like, an acknowledgement that they had seen what was on the camera. And then uh, when he says, we're going to change the world, like, just fucking did not take any of that into account. I, 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 I don't remember it as much as I remember. Okay. I'll, I'll well, anyway, that's, that's all I was wondering. I mean, none of what we just said was a spoiler. Not it was really. literally right after I said spoiler alert but, but that's i mean it's, it's fine no, not really I, I, even <laughs> no. uh, but uh you know i i didn't i mean it's a it's a little vague but i'll, I'll be honest i don't 100 percent remember it too too awful well but yeah so i mean fairly you know recommendation ish enough for me uh it, like i said you can say pass and see it later yeah you can you can, you can certainly I, I don't suggest anybody rush out to the theater and go see it but uh you know if you need to go see something uh yeah go go see that I mean that that be if you if you've seen like American Sniper and you've seen uh you know some of the other Oscar Beatty sort of stuff out there it's it's it, you could you could spend a worse Saturday but probably wait for Netflix so yeah all right so that's it everybody that's our reviews both our reviews for this week so two hearty recommendations for the lost no I'm kidding <laughs> for the loft um <laughs> no uh so I I liked it Matt's not so much and no. so we're about the same on this one too I think you you, you begrudgingly say eh not so good but you know it's you, whatever yeah for I'm telling you for January you gotta you know you mentioned this on you mentioned this on the tweets man and I gotta say you're just like I'm watching all this crappy stuff for the film fine but I I said it there and I'll say it here you're gonna thank me come come you know May and June when we're watching oh, great look, stuff man, you're I'm be not like, having fun. Uh, I mean, I'm not not having fun doing this. I'm just saying, like, like Jesus Christ, man. Uh, th- this week, when I finally get to see, like, Jupiter, whatever the fuck. Oh, you mean least... the one that people walked out of Sundance at? Oh, oh son. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is uh, going to be great. I'm just saying at least I'll get to see some shit. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. So, next week, uh, we're looking at Jupiter Ascending. Uh, I don't know where I'm going to try to fit it in. I don't know if I'm going to be able to fit it in somewhere in here, somewhere, somewhere else. I'm going to be watching uh, the SpongeBob movie, and I'm trying to get Mr. Sean Keenan around here because he worked on that film mm-hmm. and has some has some inside dirt. And Bring I, him on. I, I want to go see if I, I want to see if he'll go see it with me. I don't know if he'll be if he'll have enough time to do it. But uh, so uh, so Ju- so Jupiter is sending uh, next week for sure, and Seventh Son, and you and I have a little bit. Oh yeah. So I, you, you believe. What? I think that Seventh Sun will be better than Jupiter Ascending. Oh gosh, this is such a hard bet, but I'm gonna take that line. 
All right. I'm going to take that line because I think as bad as Jupiter Ascending is going to be, I think I think Seven Suns got to be worse because it has just been around for too long. <laughs> that thing's been sitting on a shelf for over two years. You saw a trailer for it, then it went we away. We know the, the loft was on uh, was much delayed. I, look, I'm not saying you know whatever. It's fine. I, I don't. I don't give a shit. I'm just saying. Seven Sun has been sitting around. I think they and I'm going to watch very intently. I think they redubbed all of Jeff Bridges' dialogue because he sounded like in that original trailer way back when. I think he sounded way too much like Rooster Cogburn, and I think they went back and changed some of that shit. So I I would put money on they dubbed all of his shit over again. I'm gonna check on hardcore for that. I'm pretty good at spotting ADR. I'm not. I'm pretty good at it. Uh, so I'll be watching yeah, for no, that. I, look, I, I think all of those things happened. I'm just saying I, <laughs> and, and, you know, months ago I defended the, the fact that Jupiter ascending was sent back for reshoots, right. Because of their schedule. I, I like, we talked about this, right. Yeah. Like, yeah, there are legitimate reasons that they might've wanted to hang out. Most of which have to do with the Wachowski schedule, right. They were already in the middle of producing and, and doing some, some other things and didn't have until, late October and November to do any reshoots. And so the movie got delayed, right? Um, Likely story. But, uh, well, I mean, they were. You can look on their like. Hey, listen, I can sheet, tell you right? that a duck flies backwards, but it don't <laughs> make it fucking so. But, but even with that, I will tell you that I think that, that Seventh Son will be better. Yeah, all right. Well, that will, so, we shall so find out in, in one week's time. Week to find out. <laughs> DL that motherfucker, You guys. got it right, man. All right. So until that time, where can we find some more of your work on the internet? I know you've been producing some stuff lately. So I'm uh, currently posting some stuff in multiple places, doing uh, stuff at the splitscreen.wordpress.com, doing some stuff on my Tumblr, uh, conspiracymediatheory.tumblr.com. And you can always uh, follow me on Twitter. Please do. I like having followers and... uh, Mostly I've been tweeting about Taysway lately. That's a total lie. I haven't been. Uh, at Matt underscore uh, Boyd underscore Smith. What's that? Is that a new offshoot of Tasty Cakes? Yes, Tasty Cakes. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, it's fucking Tasteway, bro. She's real brave because she showed her belly button and shit. Oh, oh, that fucking broad? Jesus Christ. You got to get down with the with the Tasteway. Ugh. Uh, anyway, Shoot me that's out where of you can find me online. Into a brick uh, the Conspiracy Media Theory, the split screen, and then on the Twitters. Uh, I'm there. Also, uh, we've had a lot of people who liked our uh, uh, Facebook page uh, last week. Yeah, you um, totally folks came out of nowhere. And if you if you did that, uh, so awesome. If you're awesome. listening, thank you. That's yeah, great. Uh, that, that's super. Tell cool. your friends. Uh, everybody should give us a shot. Uh, I don't know. I, yeah. I enjoy doing this. I hope you enjoy listening. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So anybody that uh, always does that. And uh, if you'd love to go to uh, if you just if you would do us a kindness, uh, head on out to uh, IMDb or excuse me, not IMDb. I would be funny if we were on IMDb. (laughs) iTunes. iTunes. It's got an I in it. So there you go. (laughs) Um, But go to go to the iTunes there and uh, drop us a rating. We'd really appreciate that. It's been quite some time since we've had a uh, a rating or anything like that. So it'd be much appreciated. That's what helps kind of get this podcast out to the other folks. And uh, if you're an HMP and you're listening to this show and you rated one show, not the other. Come on, man. Come on. You, you owe it to me, right? I love you. You know it. So uh, go ahead and do that. All the links to find everything are up on thefilmfind.com. Go visit us at thefilmfind.com. There you'll find the links for Facebook, Twitter, uh, all that kind of good junk. And listen to my other podcast, Hero Movie Podcast, at heromoviepodcast.com. 
Uh, this week we're talking about the Justice League Throne of Atlantis movie that we talked about earlier. Uh, so there's a whole in-depth nerdy discussion about that movie. And uh, next week we're going to be doing uh, some of the early Shazam serials from the uh, 1940s. So that's going to be a fun time. So uh, always check that out. So herewmoviepodcast.com, thefilmfind.com, all that stuff will be found at thefilmfind.com. And follow me on the tweets at Adam Fortress as well. So that is it, everybody. Until next week when we find out which is a better movie, Jupiter Ascending or uh, fucking uh, Seven son join oh, us back yo, here wait oh. what was our rating oh yes okay what, right. your ranking of, of the you're movies. right okay so here's how it went uh project dominic uh-huh the loft uh that's where i fucked it hold on then we got <laughs> then we got the boy next door in blacklist actually at the bottom because i was yeah. more di- i was more disappointed bla- black hat black which, black hat black hat blacklist is the james spader thing on television blacklist is terrible too so i've never seen it I like James Spader. I, I haven't either. That ain't sure. a show I ever watched. But yeah, so Black Black Hat uh, is <laughs> is at the bottom, mostly because I was just more disappointed from it than anything. But you know, and but not to say not that I look. I ain't saying that uh, you know the new boy ain't, is is a good movie because it ain't. But uh, at least that fla- that last five minutes had you go. Oh, that was kind of fun, though. That so, so boy next door is before Black Hat. Yes, exactly. So I'm gonna, and I'm going to spoil a little oh. bit of that in the after show if you guys want to listen to that. So that's it, everybody. Until next week when we find out which is better. For Matt Smith, I'm Adam Porches. Take it easy, everybody. I bet you once had an emo show. Hit it off well in our friendship to grow. You talked about girls. I told you my past. We were best friends, but that didn't last. Well, I don't know what you've been told. Never call me back. Yeah.
I'll say this. I don't know that anyone could guess the order with which I'll put these films. Um. Oh, snap. Intrigue. Mm. Mm. Motherfucking intrigue. Which, which four did you see? Black Hat? All right, so I saw Black Boy Hat, I saw The Boy Next Door, I saw Project Almanac, and I saw in, uh, The Loft. In, in, in Loft. Let's get your predictions right now. We'll put this on the after show, see if you got it right. Okay, I'm going to say... Uh, Let's go Project from... Project Almanac, okay. Tops. Okay. Boy Next Door, third. Okay. Boy Next Door, third. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to say you liked Black Hat and put it second. Okay. And then The Loft last. Okay. All right. Because I will I will say The Loft is fucking awful. Okay. All right. But we'll talk about it. It's an inter- interesting, interesting layout you got there. Maybe, right? Maybe not. We'll see. <laughs> All right. So, so, do you want to hear the uh, the last bit of of, or at least a, a, a fun spoiler bit about uh, the 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 boy next door? Uh, yeah, sure. It's it's so it's so. I mean, it's it's not really a spoiler, but it's so hilariously stupid that I wanted to reach into the screen and smack this kid. So, there's a big giant showdown where he's kind of got the family hostage in a barn that, uh, and everything, and uh, this kid. The kid in the family that he's kind of befriended the whole time and stuff, he's got him like in a like a table vice, like but uh-huh. he's, it's not him. He's not the kid. It's just like uh, like his hands are tied up and the rope is between the vice on the table. Right. All he's got to do is there's a big shiny you know chrome bar in front of his you know just above his head. Turn in a quarter turn, the vice loosens up. Your arms are free. Right. Come on, this kid is so dumb. I'm like, if this yeah. thing burns down, you deserve to die, you stupid child. <laughs> but it's it's kind of a it's I don't know the last five minutes it's a, it's a fun little kind of you know sort of like ah kill you kind of deal. It's I don't know, it, but not good. You know you know what we didn't talk about uh, about that movie was uh, the weird like constant reference to Wentworth Miller being possibly gay. See, that's the thing that kind of threw me off in that. I'm just like, because he came out as gay, and I'm just like, and there were so many of the things about he how he might be gay in this. I was just like, well, it doesn't really help that we have a gay man on here, you know, playing a straight man, and then him kind of giving the googly eyes over to fucking Carl Urban and shit. And I'm just like, well, he and looks it wasn't l- anything anyway. Yeah, well, maybe I don't know, but I just I, I could I, they didn't really they didn't 100 percent give a yay or nay on that. I, <laughs> So I'm not ruling that out. Is that not a thing be, that was there? But it did seem to be just a weird, like, obsession that movie had that <laughs> went nowhere. <laughs> the thing was, like, is, and it's in everything Wentworth Miller does. I'm sorry, bro, but it just is. He looks lecherously at everyone. Yeah. Well, because he, he, I don't know. That guy creeps me out. He's got a weird vibe to him. He's got a weird face. I liked him in Prison Break for the first two seasons. After that, no thank you. Uh, it, it got a little bit off the rails for me, but first two seasons of Prison Break were, were good enough, and for what he was playing in that in that show, he was fine. Uh, mm. But you know, outside, I, I don't know. He's fine as Captain Cold, but again, he's playing. He plays the same kind of fucking guy every time. I think that's the biggest problem. Is he's mm. not so wildly different. I'd like to see him play something else different. You know, like I mean, he's a bad guy as Captain Cold, but he's still playing Wentworth Miller. You know. Yeah. It's very just down here. And so very just kind of this and that. that yeah. Here's some news that broke while we were recording. Oh, no. No, it didn't. This is a couple days ago. Well, have you heard then that... Uh, They're big and salty and brown? Well, that uh, fucking George R.R. R. Martin, uh, hard at work 
on Game of Thrones novels. Mm-hmm. Uh, quote, unquote. <laughs> uh, I'm just then, eating lots of lobster but, and sitting by the, the book bay. Six, book six will uh, will not be published this year. Yeah, yeah, I heard, I, I read something about, or at least I read a title about that. Um, and, uh, yeah. So is, now your prediction, the, the, I don't know nothing the, the, from well, nothing. Here's the other thing. This, the seventh season of the HBO show is going to be the last one. So, I mean, that, so, it, so they're going to reach the end of the series before the last book is out for that, sure. That was my question. And maybe before book six is ever out. That's funny. It's like, seriously, bro, what else do you have to do? Well, <laughs> apparently, uh, they, uh, his publisher, uh, tried to like tamp down the anger that this is now causing with a bunch of fucking neck beards. Um, <laughs> George R. R. Martin being one of them. <laughs> well, but, uh, like t- by, by saying that later this year, uh, there's going to be a series of prequel novellas that would come out. Oh, goody. I now I don't know if Martin's writing these, but I know that he writes a shit ton of other things that are not game of Thrones. Uh, including just like tons of short stories and oh my god like why like just fucking stop writing short he's the fucking he's he's so is he is he like the uh the fucking dear abby of dragons (laughs) somebody else write this fucking shit i'm gonna tack my name on it uh some fucking judy bloom shit up in here (laughs) you know it it, like yeah you're you know it did take stephen king 30 years to finish the dark tower or whatever but also uh, that was not a fucking TV show that had new seasons every year. Yeah, but Stephen King cranks out books in his sleep, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stephen and, King says, "Suck it, George R. R. Yeah, Martin. You just ain't you just ain't fast enough." Right, and he wasn't. Yeah, exactly. And he was not uh, like not finishing the Dark Tower stuff because he wasn't doing it. He was just also writing. Yeah, he's two like, or three uh, other. Uh, books I put a, a couple other books out in the middle of that stuff. So suck it. <laughs> Yes, exactly, exactly. You heard it, George R. R. Martin. You're the Brian Hitch of novels. <laughs> you don't give a fuck when it comes. It's good. It's good, and you like it a lot. But you're gonna you're gonna get it when you get it. Yeah. Yes, you are. <laughs> so you know, cool your jets. All that guy. All I ever picture him doing is just sitting outside on some sort of a weird rocking chair, but it's kind of a deformed rocking chair, and he whittles. And maybe combs his beard from time to time. I think he sits on a on a fucking straight up uh, Ron Swanson chair that he forged himself. That he, that he forged himself. Yes, forged out of forged out of wood and metal, yes. and he did it with uh, you know the, the power of I don't know. I just don't see him doing many things actively. <laughs> and this is as a fat man, I can say this. I don't. See, I get more exercise than he does. And that's not saying much. When when your costume uh, at Dragon Con. <laughs> that was the best scene in George R. R. Martin cosplay. <laughs> that was the greatest. Like, like, these guys, I think, probably have done less work than all the people in Adventure Time cosplay. He's just like, because, well, I'm a fat I fucking, like- I got suspenders, and I got this fucking hat. Let's put it on. Congratulations, <laughs> I got a costume. Yeah, I feel like they... 
They had, uh, they already, like, I feel like all the guys who cosplay as George R.R. Martin already all the have, guys. I feel, I feel like they already have, uh, like, just leftovers from some Christmas <laughs> where they played Burl Ives in something. I'm and, just gonna go into Grandpa's closet. And, and all they have to do is, is, like, have a fake beard or some shit, and they've got the complete thing. Threw a couple of great cotton balls on George R.R. Martin. <laughs> Ta-da. And all he does is walk around just going, it's coming, it's coming. Oh, I don't know why man. he has a Jewish voice in this one. It's coming, hold on, it'll be there in a moment. <laughs> hold your horses. Hold your dragons. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I just finished up season one, so I'm gonna, I'm just, my goal is to pound it all out before uh, season five comes out, So, which is very doable. Yeah, well, I mean, it's... It's a good show, man. I'm enjoying it. It's good. But, uh, you know, everybody's like, oh, you should read the books. Like, now I'll read them when I'm 40 and all of them are fucking out. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We're 45 at this fucking rate. Listen, I got to to almost 33 years old by not reading. You think I'm going to start now? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Unless it got pictures in it, I don't give a fuck no more. I'll read a couple of books. I swear to God, I do read things. People bag on me, but I do read, and not often, but time to time. I'm halfway through the Steve Jobs book. Of course, I've been halfway through it for about a year, but fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) I go at my own pace. 